inside the 30. Hester's going to take it all the way for a touchdown. You're listening to the Pigskin Project, the world's number one football podcast. Now with more insights on all things football, here are your hosts, Ben Hansen and Ryan Matthews. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the seventh episode. I can't believe it's been seven weeks already, man. But seven okay. episodes in to the Pigskin Project um you know not necessarily the most eventful week of the year but um it's the off season it's something that's necessary it's it's kind of expected but um ben how are you doing this this week how's this week treating you i'm doing good this this week is uh it's treating me fine for anybody that lives in the area uh it's it's a shame because we're just in that time of year where the weather fluctuates so much it was like mm-hmm. 45 degrees on Monday and it's like snowing outside right now. So yeah, it's, it's been weird. Yeah. But like you um, said, we're, we're kind of in like the dry part of the off season. There's a few different pieces. We're kind of in between the season ending and the combine and draft hasn't picked up yet. And then there's going to be another dry spot after like the first like two weeks of free agency. And then after the draft, it's going to be really dry for like a month and a half until oh, training man. camp starts. Yeah. Well, I mean, at least we'll have, you know, uh, free agency and everything to look forward to, at least for the time being. Um, yeah. You know, all the trades and stuff that could potentially happen after the draft. And then there's a ton of hype surrounding every team right after the draft, too. So hopefully that hype train will be able to, um, you know, kind of ride and coast our way into um the next season but i'm really looking forward to it but with that being said um i'm gonna go ahead and say you know what's going on this week um like i said not much but you know just the weekly news um so eric b as of today actually um has decided he is returning to the chiefs after interviewing for multiple head coaching jobs um i don't think either one of us is very surprised by this move at all um yeah no shock there I mean, you have the opportunity to go and help coach a Super Bowl caliber team. Why wouldn't you go back? Um, Kyler Murray and Arizona are both on the same page and thus moving forward together, which is also something that I definitely wasn't shocked by. Um, you know, I, I think that it was all just blown out of proportion. But yeah. um, one headline that I saw today that I thought was very funny was uh, the Falcons hiring former Bears GM Ryan Pace as their senior personnel executive. And I was just like, man, at first, at first glance, I was like, I can't believe Ryan Pace got another job in the NFL. And then I saw what the position was. And I was like, you know what? Senior personnel executive, not a bad move. It's not GM. No. But no. it's definitely something that's going to have a say as far as, you know, um, like for the upcoming draft, for example, you know, who is going to be that diamond in the rough. And um, as a Bears fan, I'm actually kind of nervous about the draft, just judging by the young GM. And, you know, he's he might be inexperienced. You never know. Um, is he going to be a pick can add to your 
Oh yeah. Anxiety of it too as well. Says the guy that has three first round picks this year, but whatever. <laughs> um, and then last but not least, and I will speak my piece on this for a something while. You, something you were surprised about after saying three pieces <sighs> of news that we weren't very shocked about. This is so something that was, I was surprised about. He, I he was, was livid. livid. He was not I was happy. so excited. Now let me just say the headline um <laughs> that I typed out. Aaron Rodgers trolls all of Chicago and Green Bay after completing a 12-day cleanse that involves him throwing up and crapping his pants. Um, so, <laughs> I, um, in all honesty, okay, so the way that I mapped everything out. So, I saw the Instagram post the night before he went on Pat McAfee's show. And I was just like, man, something's going to happen. And I even texted you. I was like, look. Um, this man's going to retire or he's going to leave or he's going to announce something, but he is not staying in green Bay. And what, what, what was that Instagram post for the people that don't know? Oh, do you want me to, I can pull that up really quick, actually. Um, um, as, as he pulls it up, we'll kind of summarize it a little bit and he'll, he'll tell you exactly what it was, but it was just basically him like thanking everybody that he's played with in the green Bay Packers. And it was just, it was kind of weird. And yeah, yeah. I, Uh, So it shows, you know, he included 10 pictures and everything, but I will read the caption, which led to all the conspiracy and everything, just to kind of recap, because I'm pretty sure a lot of people already know about what happened or at least what's going on. But just in case you live under a rock. um, (laughs) So he said, here's some Monday night gratitude for some of the incredibly special people in my life with some pictures from the last beautiful year at Shailene Woodley. Thanks for letting me chase after you the first couple months after we met and finally letting me catch up to you and be a part of your life. For those that don't know, by the way, um, he did call off his marriage and thus, um, you know, ending his chase for a second ring outside of the field. Um, Or, I mean, I should say just another ring, but you know what I mean? Uh, thanks for always having my back and the incredible kindness you show me and everyone you meet and for showing me what unconditional love looks like. I love you. And I am grateful for you to the men. I got to share the quarterback room with every day, Matt, Nathaniel, Luke, Jordan, love, and Kurt Bankert. You guys made every day so much fun. And I am so thankful for the daily laughs and stress relief. You brought me to every week of this year. I love you guys to the Friday crew. I don't know. And Pat McAfee even had a, rough time pronouncing her name but ida cobb is how i'm gonna pronounce it if i pronounce it wrong i'm sorry randall cobb frankie shebby and david bakhtiari i loved every moment we got to spend together this year your love and support was overwhelming and i cherish the friendships i have with each of you to my teammates past and current you are the icing on the beautiful cake we call our job football the friendships that we will transcend our collective time in this game and i will or no and i am so thankful for the role that each of you have played in making my life that much better i love you guys and cherish the memories we've made to everyone else spread love and gratitude you beautiful people and read a book once in a while too while you're at it love and peace (laughs) now with all of that he included a thing that said gratitude is the wine for the soul go on get drunk his second picture was him and shailene woodley his third was um, the Friday crew that he mentioned of Ida Cobb, Randall Cobb, Frankie Shebby, um, and David Bakhtiari, Bakhtiari, sorry. Um, The third or fourth picture that he included was the quarterback room right before getting on the buses. 
Um, the next one that he included was um, Aaron Rodgers and Randall Cobb standing next to each other. Um, the next one was Aaron Rodgers with Preston Smith's arm over his shoulder. Um, oh, hold on. It went to a different post. Um, the next one was Aaron Rodgers holding up uh, a pinky and a thumb, whatever the type of hand signal that is or whatever, um, right next to Matt LaFleur. The next one is um, Aaron Rodgers right next to Bill Turner. Uh, the next one is Aaron Rodgers right next to Tim Boyle. And then the next one, which led to the most, it's the last picture, the led, it led to the most controversy. Um, it's the one game that Aaron Rodgers wasn't a part of that had Randall Cobb and Devontae Adams standing with a gap in between them. And for people that don't know, Aaron Rodgers sits or stands right in between the two for the national anthem and he wasn't able to do that just that week and so for him to post something like that um you know as a bears fan that's been terrorized by him his whole life um basically i was just sitting here thinking he's gone because he used a lot of words in the past tense um you know he also posted that picture of randall cobb and Devonte adams which um, I really did not expect Devonte Adams to go anywhere. So just saying it could be a little picture of what the Packers organization could look like without him. So with that being said, after I read that, I was like, Oh, I am wearing my bears Jersey tomorrow because something big is about to happen. And as a bears fan, I am going to be so happy. I watched that first hour of the Pat McAfee show and Aaron Rodgers said, there's nothing cryptic about gratitude. And I wanted to throw my MacBook through the wall. Um, <laughs> yeah, Ben, what, what were your thoughts on everything as you process everything? And as, as Ryan can vouch for me, I did tell him he needed to calm down because this is not the first time that this has happened. I mean, the exact same thing happened last year. Green Bay fans, I mean, honestly, to a worse extent last year. Like, everybody was, I mean, pretty darn certain that he was leaving last year. Um, but then he came back. <laughs> so I'm not I'm not surprised in any way that that's what he was doing. He kind of just likes to mess with people, and that's kind of where we are with Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, no. And one thing that he did um, say was, you know, he was going through a cleanse and – Gratitude was the first kind of feeling that he experienced. Um, and so that cleanse was disgusting. Um, ben, I don't know if you really read up on it or anything uh, just to see. Nope, I'd rather not. Well, I'm going to tell you anyway. <laughs> I'm going to put you on mute. You better walk kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. Um, it's, it's called like pan, pan, Panka Karma cleanse. I don't know. He called it a PK cleanse. Sounds intense. Uh, it originated in India. He said it's been going on for thousands of years, and it's something that he's done in the offseason. Um, so it's a principle of medicine that is done for cleansing, balancing, healing, and rejuvenation, according to some institute. Um, I don't know how to pronounce it, but I'm reading the New York Post article if you guys want to read along or just look it up for yourself. Um, it's supposed to eliminate toxins from your body, strengthen your immune system, and relax your mind and body through upper and lower purging. Um, so basically, oh. with that, it's therapeutic vomiting or induced vomiting. 
um, forced diarrhea to purge the bowel and cleanse blood toxins, the sweat glands, kidneys, stomach, small intestine, colon, liver, and spleen. Um, it says there are medications given by enema to cleanse toxins through the colon. Um, the elimination of toxins through the nose is also one thing. It is done by nasal administration of medications. We can include um, various oils, dry powers or herbs, fresh juices, <laughs> ghee, and medicated decoctions and milk. And no, then, I, I think I think you're good. I think we have the gist. Yeah, yeah. There's only nasty. one more thing. It's the detoxification oh, of the blood, but um, very, Ugh. very gross. Graphic. Um, very graphic, yes. Um, as a Bears fan, I mean, I couldn't even wish that upon mm-hmm. Aaron, so I don't know why he would even sign himself up for that, but um, it made me giggle a little bit because I was like, dude, who signs up for that, you freaking weirdo? Like, <laughs> stop yeah. that. That's um, yeah, yeah no. let's just let's just end it there. Um, yeah. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> in, in more exciting news yeah so uh, yeah the oh. combines coming up um yes. you know that's pretty cool what's that next week i think it starts next week right uh, it starts it technically starts on like march Tuesday. 1st that's the, yeah, yeah. Or, or technically it starts on monday which is the last day of january or last day of february but like the first day that stuff is actually happening is march 1st yeah okay so um yeah no i'm actually i'm actually kind of looking forward to it because i feel like that's when my mock drafts start having some kind of um you know what what is it credibility with it because i feel like last week's it was just awful um but speaking of the off season and different you know things that are going to happen um, ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to segue to the offseason pigskin pick them for this week. We have the safeties and cornerbacks. Um, so yeah, hold on one sec. Yeah, while you're pulling up the list for uh, the safeties and cornerbacks that we're going to go over, I want to talk a little bit more about the combine. Oh, yeah, of um, course. For those who um, aren't aware, again, so on Tuesday, this is the first day we'll actually get um, like interaction, I guess, with players. Um, and for those who don't know, this is all taking place in Indianapolis here at Lucas Oil Stadium, where it does every single year. Which is pretty cool um, for us, by the way, because it's pretty close. Do you, you know? Yeah, my yeah. I don't know the validity behind this statement, but I go to school here in Indianapolis, and our president came out. It, it was just there have been some rumblings that you could see some players. I don't know what the hey. validity behind that. I don't think it'll happen. Give me some autographs, um, man. Yeah, it'd be fun, right? <laughs> um, but anyways, that's taken here. That's here in Indianapolis. But um, on Tuesday, the quarterbacks, wide receivers, and tight ends are doing their med checks and interviews. On Wednesday, that same group of positions are doing more interviews and talking to the media. And the O-line and running backs are doing their med checks and interviews. You gotta, you guys got to stay with me here. This gets a little crazy. Um, on Thursday, the tight ends, quarterbacks, wide receivers uh, do their actual on-the-field workouts. That's where they get their measurements. Uh, they do, like, the 40-yard dash and the bench and the vert and everything. Um, 
So on Tuesday, they're doing the measurements and workouts. The O-line and RBs are doing uh, media and interviews. And the D-line and linebackers are doing their med checks. Um, On Friday, uh, the O-line and running backs are doing their workouts. The D-line and the linebackers are doing the media and more interviews. And the defensive backs and specialists, um, so the kickers, punters, and long snappers, are doing um, their med checks and interviews. And then, (sighs) got to catch my breath here. D-line linebackers on Saturday are doing their measurements and workouts. Um, and then the DBs and specialists are doing media. And then that Sunday is like the last day of on the field stuff. And that's the DBs and specialists doing their workouts. Um, and I just have a few players real quick, take maybe two minutes uh, that I think would greatly benefit uh, from good combine, uh, greatly benefit from good combine, um, which is good combine. So some players to watch is, Offensive tackle, Charles Cross out of Mississippi. He's one of the top-ranked tackles in this class. But if he can have some good weigh-ins, that'd be good because his concern is that he's just going to come in under 300 pounds, which is not good. So if he can get a good weigh-in, then that'll be good. Um, Kendricks, the cornerback out of Georgia, really needs to do good in his um, interviews because there are some – there are some um, character issues with him because he went to what's, Clemson what's and got kicked off. Okay. Uh, so he went to Clemson and got kicked off the team um, at Clemson and then went to Georgia. And then he's played fine at here at Georgia. Um, and we never really figured out why Kedricks got kicked off the team. So, wow. yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. So he needs to do some good character checks there. So the interviews are very important to him. Um, Daniel Flele, the offense tackle out of um, Minnesota, again, another top-ranked offensive tackle. He's kind of the potential upside but low floor. Uh, so he just needs to have some good running and agility workouts because he's a big guy. So if he can get some good uh, like agility workout numbers, he'll really cement himself. Um, the guy I dislike, George Karloftis, it goes the same thing. He's really big. He needs to show that he can move side to side laterally. That's very important for him if he wants to go in the first round. Um, pretty much every single quarterback needs to have something to prove here. So I'm not going to go into depth. Uh, just I really want to just watch the quarterbacks just because, I mean, there's not a lot of hype behind it. So just yeah. for comedic effect, I just want to see all the incomplete passes and stuff that could potentially <laughs> happen. That, that would be fun. But like, again, like, um, Matt Corral is kind of he. There's nothing he can show here because his is more of a scheme issue. But like Kenny Pickett, if he can have a good hand measurement, that's important. If Malik Willis can show that he like is running at a four or five speed, like people are saying, that'll be important. Carson Strong, if he if his med evals go good with his knee, that's super important. So a lot of these quarterbacks can greatly benefit from the combine. Um, Drake uh, London, wide receiver, is he just needs to get some good med. He needs to be cleared with med because he had an ankle injury season. Traylon Burks, if he can run fast, then he's going to be the top wide receiver in this freaking draft class. They're saying he could have 11-inch hands. And for those who don't know, that is 5XL gloves. 
So if that's true, that's going to be crazy. Derek Stingley, same thing. He needs med. Uh, Jordan Davis, he just needs to show that he's an athlete because he's just a big man. Mm -hmm. Uh, Sauce needs to run fast. Sauce Gardner and Devontae Wyatt. Same thing goes for Devontae Wyatt, as I said, with Philele and Carl Loftus. He needs to show that they have the agility. They can move side to side. But if all these players can do what I say (laughs) – then they can come out and be big winners from the combine. Yeah, no, I, um, yeah, no, the great points, solid points all around. One thing that I think is also worth noting is that I think that there were some players that were complaining about um, like the bubble and everything mm-hmm. as far as, you know, the combine and everything. And so with that, I think it's uh, really cool what they're doing now. I don't know if you saw it, given that, you know, you're in the indie area um but the scouting combine is open to the public and you can register today for free tickets um up to five free tickets thursday march 3rd friday march 4th saturday march 5th and sunday march 6th you can watch tight ends quarterbacks wide receivers on thursday like you said offensive linemen running backs on friday uh defensive linemen and linebackers on saturday and defensive backs on sunday um Ben Sunday and Thursday. I didn't even know that was the thing. That's really I... cool. Here's the thing. Um, so you know, and, and it's really cool for me too, just because. And for those that don't, you know, follow me on Twitter, it's kind of my profile picture. But I know my ways around Lucas Oil now. Um, I I had my opportunity to go to watch the um and, and actually do some reporting on um on a radio station that I work for, um, for the Indiana high school athletics associations, um, state championship tournament for the football season, um, just this past fall. And I was actually able to go inside Lucas oil on the field, up in the press box, you know, all in these different levels and stuff. So I think that there is a chance and I'm not going to promise you anything, but there is a chance that I could potentially do some convincing to where I can get out to Indy and maybe we can go to these, uh, these combines together. Oh, maybe big dog. right now I'm, 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 I'm putting <laughs> my name in right now. I am going to do the best I can to get some tickets here because again, draft is my thing. I, I dream to do this one day. Hey, um, well, you know what? You never know. This year could be your year to do that. So uh, I'm happy to break the news to you. Um, but yes, while while you're doing that, um, I will. I'll tell you what. I will do some editing during this podcast. If anybody, I don't know. I know majority of our listeners come from Apple Podcasts and Spotify. But if you'd like to go onto YouTube, I will edit um, some of the pictures and stuff from my experience at Lucas Oil into the youtube video and i will provide um you know some timestamps and stuff so um if you're watching on youtube they should be popping up right now um you know just showing you everything i was on the field and everything very very cool experience man i mean for such i mean i'm probably one of the biggest football fans anybody i've ever talked to knows um and just you know it's just for me to be able to go onto the field where um you know, Super Bowl champions have played. Peyton Manning has played, for example. I mean, him and his giant forehead have been able to walk through the same tunnels that I was able to walk through and everything. And it was just, it was, it was just an experience that I know wasn't 
really on a professional level day, but it's still at a professional level field and stadium and everything. And it's one of those stories that I really, really like to tell too. But, um, you know, as I finish up with that story though, um, there's one more thing that I'd like to say as, as Ben's punching in his name for these tickets. Um, I, you know, it. <laughs> I was able to be in the presence and I know I'm going to sound like a fangirl here, but in the presence of Adam Vinatieri at the stadium when I was there. And um, it was really cool just because his son played for Zionsville um, who ended up making it to the state championship and um, Zionsville ended up losing that game. So I didn't want to go and confront Mr. Vinatieri. Um, you know, I figured maybe if he, his son won and he had some extra time or something like that, maybe I could ask him like, Hey, how are you doing? Blah, blah, blah. And like, try and have a conversation with him. Um, but given the fact that his son lost, I decided um, as a dad, he'd probably want just the time with his son to try and help him cope with a big loss in his career. Yeah. So it was just really cool to be able to tell, like, with the set of binoculars that I had, like, hey, that's Adam freaking Vinatieri, like, one of the greatest, if not the greatest kicker of all time. Like, that is huge. So um, with that being said, so I, I would like to start the offseason pigskin pick him right now moving on to the safeties corners um and then the teams that could be in play for both positions um ben what's what's the face for oh no just for anybody who doesn't know um and again um i don't quite know what ryan does uh for the background of this uh for the podcast but if if you guys could see i'm smiling ear to ear here i (laughs) just punched in to put in some of these tickets. If I can get these tickets, dude, I am going to like throw a party. If I could get these tickets, I'm not kidding. Like, Hey, I, I want to be invited. This is, this is, Hey, <laughs> you are, I, yes, there, there are a few people already have in mind. If it's five, I, yes. Whew. All right. Well, let's, can you, can you talk to us a little bit as to like, how long this has been your dream and everything on like how much you've wanted to go to one of these and what interests you specifically, maybe not just this year, but just in general, like the overall experience. Um, again, it just, it's always just been something that um, I've just wanted to do because obviously um, the draft has always been my thing. I've always loved the draft um, from the time I've gotten into football college football um again love it and this is again this is the bridge between college football and the draft um so this is i mean it's huge and i've always like i remember like sitting in math class like eighth grade year freshman year like watching the combine like on my phone like not even caring what the teacher has to say because i'm too locked in trying to watch the combine (laughs) um so it like yeah. I mean if I could get this dude, um, it, I mean I have plans on Saturday and Sunday, but you could push them to the side. It's the freaking combine, <laughs> exactly, my friend. I um I'll tell you what though, this radio job that I do, I will be scheduled for a game. Um, what is this? I'm trying to look through my email really quick. That way I can um make We're sure. We're gonna put in see. for four just Tuesday. in case. All right. 
I'd put in for all five, dude, and find somebody. If not, just be like, hey, look, I got an extra ticket. Who wants to go? Oh, you put in for it? I'm putting in for all five, yeah. All right, thank you. You could sell these bad boys. What are you talking about? QR code below is your ticket for you and your guest center. Agree to the terms what? below. I don't have to Hold on. Thank you for reserving your tickets to the 2020 NFL Scouting Combine. The QR code below is your tickets for you and your guests to enter the Lucas Oil Stadium. This QR code. <gasps> Dude. <laughs> Dude. I'm going to hang your Hold on a minute. Did we just. Okay, you need to cut, cut this out. You can pause it. <laughs> all right so now that we've got ourselves gathered and that was a very quick cut um (laughs) yeah that was unexpected but exciting so we're scrambling right now to figure out whether or not we have the people to go to this combine but we will be there at some point i promise um i i can tell you for sure i'm going to be there Ryan is going to try his darndest to be down here, but you guys heard here first. You guys, I mean, do you guys are come, come next week's episode. You will be able to say you heard from people. You know what? If, and I just realized this on air on the spot, dude, if I come down next Thursday, we could do our very first in person. person. Yeah. 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 So it would be fun. I guess it wouldn't be necessarily in person, given the fact that we have something special going on next Thursday. Uh, watch and listen to next Thursday's podcast for a special guest. Anyway. Um, oh, shoot. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, we might be <laughs> we might be doing a little something. Um, yeah. But, you know, uh, enough enough about next week. Enough about next week. We still got this week. We still got um, safeties and cornerbacks, baby. Which we're about to dive into. So um, I'm going to – okay, Ben, here's how I'm going to handle this. I'm going to give you – we're going to start out with corners. I'm going to give mm-hmm. you a corner to um, preview. We'll talk about it for, like, maybe a couple minutes, and then we'll move on to the next one. Um, and then I'll give you guys – uh, just a couple teams or a few teams potentially judging by, um, you know, which position and, you know, we will be uh, trying to figure out what teams can potentially land these players or at least be in the running for a new corner or safety. So Ben, without further ado, can you tell me about JC Jackson? Uh, JC Jackson at, at times, if you guys like, watch the Patriots. I don't know how much Patriots football people watched. Um, I'm assuming most people are Bears fans that are listening. But, I mean, at times, J.C. Jackson was the best cornerback in football. I mean, people are going to say Trayvon Diggs because his interceptions. Uh, but, I mean, J.C. Jackson at times was the best um, cornerback in football. He, he's locked down. Um, I'm surprised that the Patriots – didn't uh, like keep him or like tag him yet? Gonna even try? Maybe we'll tag him, but it's heard that he like that's not gonna even happen. And he came out today or the other day talking about uh, the Patriots saying he doesn't feel valued and he wants to go somewhere that he feels valued, um, which is really shocking because again when they traded uh, Gilmore, which we'll get into later, when they <laughs> traded him, 
this off season or this uh, during the season, I assumed like, yeah, you're going to keep JC Jackson. But um, I mean, JC Jackson, when he's playing at his top elite high end, he's either the best cornerback in football or the second best cornerback in football behind Jalen. I will tell you this, as far as the Patriots go, um, I don't know about you or how you look at a Patriots team, but the number one thing that I think of when I think of Patriots is Bill Belichick and his offense. I don't even think about defense. I don't even think about that side of the ball. When it comes to Super Bowls and stuff, when the Patriots are in it, I'm always thinking about who's going to score the most. I'm not even going to think about who's going to have the most amount of defensive stops and stuff like that. Um, You know, and I think is a former corner, um, you know, I would like to say it's not just about interceptions. So like your Trayvon Diggs, um, (laughs) guess what, buddy? Congratulations. Anybody can, you know, try and, you know, be a ball hawk and everything cool but at the same time if you're also giving up 75 yard bombs that's not very cool um you know there's there's a there's a difference between having a lot of interceptions and being a bad corner and then having not a lot of interceptions but still having a lockdown corner and i think that you know and i'm not saying that like okay for example look at look at jalen johnson i know i'm extremely biased towards chicago and i'm trying to hard not to but i will say Jalen Johnson is arguably, I would say, a top 10 corner in the league. I mean, is that fair? Uh, no. no. I disagree, but we'll do the top. We'll give him top 15. Okay. Get, I mean, it's not really significant towards my point, but uh, Jalen Johnson, I mean, he doesn't have that many interceptions on the year, right? Yeah. And like, um, and, and if you follow me on Twitter, I even said like, yeah, Jalen Johnson had a bad beat against Devontae Adams. But if you remember correctly, for both of those games when, you know, Devontae Adams or, you know, when Jalen Johnson is covering Devontae Adams, he does a pretty freaking good job yeah. of holding his own against what I think is the best wide receiver in the league in Devontae Adams. Um, now that he's a wide receiver and he could be leaving, you know, or now that he's a free agent, I should say, and he could be leaving Green Bay, given the fact that also I forgot to mention for whatever reason that he could be, you know, they could let him walk this off season. Um, I yeah. find it okay to kind of compliment this guy. He is the best yeah. wide receiver in the league at the moment. And, you know, bold take or whatever, but I definitely would yeah. take him over Cooper cup, but what's up. Um, well, it's funny that you say, you say that because JC Jackson has been locked down, but he's also produced the last two years. He's had 17 interceptions. That's so not really only is he good. locked down. Yeah. Yeah, no, I totally agree with you. I mean, that's production is everything, um, you know, but moving on to other disgruntled Patriots, um, <laughs> let's look at Stefan Gilmore. Um, yeah, I mean, Stefan Gilmore for the longest of times was viewed as uh, it was up there with Jalen Ramsey as the top cornerback in football. Um, There's also a rumor once upon a time that he was in talks with Chicago about coming to the Windy City, but yeah, and pace sucks. So, (laughs) Uh, but then this year he got traded to the Panthers and he's been hurt um, on and off. But when he's healthy, again, he's a top five cornerback in football. um, And he, I mean, he's going to get his bag just as much as JC Jackson is. They're probably both going to make 17 to 20 million dollars. They're both, again, I mean, we have 
two of the top five cornerbacks right now in this free agent market as long as they don't get franchise tagged. Yeah, I think, um, you know, and I'll get to the teams and everything that could be in play later, but um, man, I mean, these two right here could change a franchise as far as, you know, I think. Um, yeah, anyway, let's move on, um, you know, to Kyle Fuller and Bryce Callahan. I only you know put a thing them... or two about these guys. Yeah, so Kyle Fuller, I was very, very, very upset that Chicago just cut him and just let him go to Denver, um, which was cool to see him go. But he was also, I mean, he fell off. And especially when Denver has this young corner, um, you're not going to see a lot of Kyle Fuller if, you know, he's like a third or fourth option at that position. Um, you know, so I guess it was kind of like a meh move by Kyle Fuller and, you know, his agent, but I definitely think, you know, I would welcome him or welcome him to Chicago again with, you know, open arms if, you know, uh, he, he wanted to do so with a new regime and what I think is going to be a better producing defense. Um, do I think that's going to happen? Probably not, but I think that there will be talks, um, you know, and then as far as Bryce Callahan goes, another former bear, um, one thing that you have to look at before you analyze him as far as stats and everything, he is a very, very injury prone player. So if you were to go literally anywhere other than maybe Denver expected to be on a very cheap deal, um, you know, because I feel like if it's a very, very high risk situation, um, a team isn't going to really want to pay that much. Um, so, you know, Bryce Callahan, I would, I would not expect him to get too much money just because of how many injuries he's had in the past, but Ben, what do you, what do you, I mean, I know that you've got this huge football knowledge, but what do you got (laughs) for these two? Well, for the whole Kyle uh, Kyle Fuller thing, it makes sense that he goes to Denver. I mean, his former DC is the head, I mean, was a head coach there the year he was most productive uh, Vic Fangio was his DC, so it makes a ton of sense that he went to um, Denver. But I could definitely see him um, coming back to the Bears, but I can't see both Kyle Fuller and Callahan come back to the Bears. Right, absolutely. Um, but I could definitely see uh, one, one of them come back. Um, Bryce Callahan, like you said, is going to have a little bit less of a market because uh, of his injury history, and he's pretty much only a slot only only cornerback um so he can only go to a team that's really looking for a slot cornerback he is he struggles playing on the outside from time to time so it really limits and kind of pigeonholes where he's gonna go but I mean when he's healthy he's a great cornerback we saw that when his time in Chicago his last few years before he left absolutely um you know I I really do think the you know combination between Kyle Fuller and Jalen Johnson is something that I definitely missed, and I'm sure all Bears fans can you know vouch for me as well that they missed it as well. Um, just judging by you know the lack of a secondary that we had, but I think um, you know I'll get into that later. But let's move <laughs> on to Casey Hayward. Um, Casey Hayward, he's he's just had such a weird weird career he's had really high highs really low lows um and going into this last off season it was one of his lower points in his career um but he's 
<laughs> he had a, a great year in that Raiders defense. Um, it'll be interesting to see if he leaves because that defense really fits um, him really well. He really needs to play like a quarter or a zone coverage or like a quarter high scheme. He's not a really good man cover corner. So, again, that really pigeonholes where he's going to go a little bit. Uh, but, I mean, again, he played very, very well this past year. But he's getting up there in age. I don't. I can't foresee him getting a big contract. But he's and a then, great corner if he's in the right scheme. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, your thoughts on Darius Williams to finish us off? Um, the, yeah, this guy's a little bit more slept on. Uh, a lot of NFL fans as a whole really don't know who this guy is, uh, which is Me a shame. Being one of them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so, like Ryan, for those who don't know who he is. Uh, he's the guy that's playing opposite of Jalen Ramsey. He's the other outside cornerback for the Rams. Um, and I mean, as we know, that secondary for the Rams is good. It's not just uh, Ramsey. Obviously, Ramsey helps. But uh, Darius Williams, I mean, he's, I wouldn't say locked down, but he's played very well opposite of um, Ramsey. And I think he would go to a team where he kind of can grow into that number one cornerback. And I think he kind of wants to prove to the league that he can be that guy um, that a secondary can depend on. Cause obviously he hadn't have had to with Jalen Ramsey, but uh, I, I think he's going to have, I think for him personally, I think he should shine a shorter term deal um, like a one or two year deals just to prove that he can be that guy and then make um more money later on because he is pretty young as well. I'm pretty sure he is only uh, 26. Judging by the things that you just told me, though, I can definitely see him just sticking with his current situation, just judging by, you know, the success that he's had and everything. And, you know, even though that it is a limited role, I mean, they can definitely pay him the money to be able to stay um, unless these other teams decide to be more aggressive in which I think, you know, you have to almost value, you know, or just kind of weigh your options as far as winning or money. Um, which is why, you know, you see wide receivers go to like New York, for example, it's like, <laughs> you know, they're not going to be winning anything out there. Like look at, uh, what's his name? Uh, Sterling. No, not Sterling Shepard. Um, but the guy that went to the Giants last year, what was his name? Uh, he was he was a lion. Oh, yours, <laughs> Kenny Galladay. Kenny I Galladay. About, I thought you were talking about the New York Jets. Yeah. No, no, no. Oh, I mean, yes, the Jets are definitely one of those teams as well. Um, we we covered wide receivers last week, didn't we? Yes, we did. Yeah. Okay. Allen Robinson could potentially be going to New York as well. He could, I could definitely see him as one of those players that just kind of burns out there. But um, as far as, you know, I mean, Kenny Galladay, he's just one of those players that just, I don't know, he came for his money instead of winning. Um, And I think he's definitely, he's definitely getting paid, but he's definitely not playing. Um, But anyway, do you have any final thoughts on these corners before I release what I think could be my potential, my five teams I could play in to these players? Um, I I mean, as far as Darius Williams, um, again, it's hard for me to see him staying just because the Rams are, um, I think they're negative $21 million in cap space. So they don't have, they don't have 
a lot of cap space. Um, and again, I think he wants to go somewhere that he can kind of prove himself as that number one guy. Uh, but I mean, it's, it's a good cornerback group. It's uh, nothing that'll blow your socks off. Um, but the safety group will, we'll get to that after Ryan oh, yeah. talks about the teams. So the five teams that I have in play, I will say Chicago is one of them just because the secondary is awful. Um, you know, like you said, Kyle Fuller could be potentially making a return. Um, that would be cool. I definitely see the bears making a big splash at some big position that I think, you know, um, and, and we'll get to offensive linemen and everything. So like that will be another position that the bears can be big players in um, given that there's a lot of veteran options at that class. But like I said, we will get there to a future episode um, probably a couple weeks from now, but um, you know, I think Kyle Fuller could be one of those veteran options that could potentially um, teach a young class. Um, I mean, look at Thomas Graham that, I mean, had some, late season shining moments that I think could make us a, um, a case to start. It all just depends on how Eberflu um, or Eberflus has his defense um, or you uh, know, wants to work his defense. Absolutely. Quick, a little off topic. Thomas Graham went to Oregon, right? Good question. I just know Thomas Graham is one of my favorite players right now, but uh, okay. I was just, I was wondering. Yeah, he went to Oregon. All right, can you can did. continue? Yeah. Okay. Yes, he did. Yes. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um. Anyway, so um, Minnesota is also another one. I think you know the Patrick Peterson signing is you know something that was very underwhelming for this Minnesota team. Um, I was very scared when Patrick Peterson went to the Vikings. I was like, oh man, like Patrick Peterson, man, like, come on. Um, so you might, you know, you never know Patrick Peterson could be on the move and then they might, you know, snag somebody up. Um, Cincinnati is also a team, um, that I find almost comical just because of how obvious that need is. Um, I mean, Eli Apple, I'm sorry, but like, if you're a Bengals fan and you think Eli Apple is your long-term option, I can promise you, I can promise you, he is not even close to that long-term option. Um, so yeah, anyway, Dallas is also <laughs> another option for these corners to go to. And lastly, I would say Detroit, um, just to try and get some more security on those outside edges, but, um, yeah, go for it. Yeah, well, with the last, um, again, I can't uh, poo-poo on you too much because I didn't even have this list. This is gets gets difficult here. Uh, but with Dallas, it's I, I can't even see Dallas being active in free agency at all because they have so much negative cap on top of the guys that they really want to re-sign anyways. Um, but one of these guys getting paired with uh, one of the Bengals uh, quarterbacks would be fun. Cause, oh, yeah. Uh, the opposite cornerback uh, of Eli Apple's name is Chidobio Ouzier. Um, he went to Colorado. Uh, he's been in the league for four years now, I think. And he's slept on. I mean, he's one of the most mm -hmm. underrated players in the league. So it'd be fun to see one of these bigger name CBs go there and play with him. So moving on to the safeties. Um, I, okay. I'm definitely going to need a little bit of help as far as teams go. Um, if you have any kind of, you know, matchups or whatever for these players <clears throat> towards the end, 
please just, you know, feel free to add on. Um, I have two teams that could be potential players in this, but, um, you know, and, and one of them is pretty obvious as well. It's kind of tough, uh, you know, to, to try and slot these players in. But um, the first thing that I want to mention is Tyron Matthew. I mean, what an interesting name. Um, obviously, I think top three in the league at his position. Um, wow. Yeah. I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll stick with it. It's fine. But um, I definitely think he's, you know, um, man, I don't know. I I just think he's going to go somewhere and he's going to get his money and that's where he's going to, you know, he's going to shine somewhere else, but it's not going to be Kansas city anymore. And that's my little bold take for this section. But uh, (laughs) what's your thoughts on Tyron Matthew? Um, I think Tyron Matthews is the third best quarter uh, or safety in this free agency class. I wouldn't say he's top three. Um, I think he's getting there a little up in age and um, I, I, but I think any team be happy to have him. He's a solid contributor. Um, He's again, solid contributor. He's, he's going to do everything right. Um, He's kind of had a little little fallout there with the chiefs. Earlier in the season, um, he called out Chiefs fans saying they were the worst fans in the league, uh, which is not a good look because he was no. currently on the Chiefs. <laughs> um, but again, he's uh, – I'm sure everybody knows who he is at this time, but he's 5'10", 5'9". Uh, he, he's a hard hitter. He plays in the box most of the time. But like you said, any team would be – uh, lucky to have him, but I do think there are two better safeties in this class. Yeah, and then uh, you know, moving on, let's let's see where those are. Um, I, I would like to move just a little quicker, just because we have a lot yeah. to get to. But Jesse Bates, um, I think, is also another interesting name. Um, one person that I actually left off of the list for whatever reason, mainly because I think that I just didn't see his name on the list originally. But um, now that I look at it, it's like, oh, wow. Yeah, definitely put him on there. Um, yes. A very, very underrated, in my opinion. Um, you know, I think that he's one of those names that doesn't get talked about enough. Um, but I, I think that he's got a lot of talent to where um he can flourish either staying put where he's at or just staying, or I mean, you know, making more money somewhere else. So where are you, where are you thinking? Uh, I mean, just quickly, I think Jesse Bates the last two years um, has been the best safety in football. Um, and I would be very surprised if um, people that are very, you know, you know, people that know their stuff, uh, disagreed. I mean, a lot of people would agree Jesse Bates is the best safety um, in his class, one of, if not the best safeties um, in the league. And I logistically, I think he's going to stay um, in, uh, in Cincy. Okay. But we'll see. Moving on. Um, Marcus Williams. What you got for <laughs> us there? Yeah. Uh, if you would ask people two years ago, they probably would have told you Marcus Williams is the best safety in the league. Um, he's still a top five safety. Um, and I know the Saints would love to hold on to him. But again, they have a negative $78 million in cap. So they l- literally do not have any cap uh, to keep him. But um, 
again, he's one of the top five safeties in all of football as well. Okay. And then Marcus May. Um, he has been fun to watch because for a really long time, um, he was kind of known as the uh, free safety because he was working alongside uh, Jamal Adams because we tend to forget he was a Jet. Um, but he was working inside uh, Jamal Adams as the free safety, um, and everybody kind of just boxed him into that free safety role. Um, but then when Jamal Adams left, he transitioned to the strong safety, um, and he's played very well in that role as well. So I think that'll really help him because he can play uh, both free and strong. And then on top of that one, uh, Quandre Diggs. Uh, this is a sleeper right here if we're going to talk about it. Uh, Quandre Diggs played for the Lions. Um, he didn't really have a lot of um, hype when he played for the Lions, but the Seahawks uh, traded for him, ironically, playing next to Jamal Adams as well, um, and he's flourished in that role. Again, I think the Seahawks uh, would be stupid to let him go, but we'll see how many of these safeties end up staying and how many of them end up leaving. So do you have, okay, uh, the two teams that I have um, at least written down that could potentially try and chase after these, I think, um, you know, obviously I'm going to say Chicago just because I think, um, you know, and, and I feel bad because I feel like I've said Chicago for literally all of these positions so far. Um, but I mean, they're going to do their due diligence on, you know, what players they they're going to need and they need to upgrade that secondary as well. So um, finding that safety position to try and pair alongside of Eddie Jackson, um, you know, depending on the player, it could make Eddie Jackson the number two option in Chicago. Um, you know, maybe moving him over. Um, I mean, we've seen him be very underwhelming this year um, in terms of just at that position. So um, maybe we could see Eddie Jackson on the move or, you know, just see where his re replacement would be or, you know, just who to put alongside him because Deshaun Gibson uh, did a pretty decent job with Chicago, who is also a free agent, but, you know, because of restrictions on time or whatever, we're only going to cover just these few, but um, you know, that's another player that um, I see, you know, I know he's a veteran, so he shouldn't make too much money, but um, maybe getting a couple of years off of a team that might not be in the best situation. Um, and then the second team that I have is Baltimore that also needs to upgrade that secondary as well. But do you have any other team that could potentially go with these two to try and commit to these safeties and don't feel bad if you don't, but you know, I'm kind of putting you on the spot. No, you're good. Um, ironically, the lions could um, really benefit from getting another safety back there, um, which would be really funny if Quandre Diggs ends up um, going back there. Um, they could, they could benefit from that. And then the Eagles as well. Uh, mm. The Eagles could really, really benefit from that. Um and then again, ironically, the Jets could really be useful to sign Marcus May back. Um, yeah. And again, I would put Cincy on that list, but I'm going to guess Cincy franchise tags, um, Jesse Bates. But yeah, the Eagles and Lions. So um, moving on, I would just uh, say, like, just as a reminder, 
Um, as far as our college, um, you know, our, our college corner or Ben's college corner, I should say more so just because he, he deserves more credit than I do on it. Um, I think, you know, it's, it's important to note, just like we did last week, it will be its own episode and we're putting out weekly mock drafts as a part of that. Um, but because of next week and how things are um, planning out as far as the last hour goes, um, you know, keep an eye out for this college corner because we might have a little bit more information in terms of what we're seeing on this field. Um, the beautiful Indianapolis Lucas Oil Stadium field. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so, um, you know, if you're interested in mock drafts, look at the other episode. It's updated or it's uploaded at the same exact time as this one. But um, as, you know, we move on, um, you know, we're going to go into three bold takes. All right. So, Ben, you're going to go first on your three bold takes. I can't wait to um, hear what's going on in that as as it should uh mine are all revolving around the draft in the combine Mm. um this one should come as the first one should come as no shock to anybody um i think kyle hamilton's the best player in the draft um people don't want to admit it because safety doesn't have the same value as edge rusher quarterback a tackle um and everybody's gonna have the tackles and edges ranked above kyle hamilton uh, but Kyle Hamilton is the best player in the draft, and people are crazy for not saying that. <laughs> um, in the past week or so, uh, Leo Chenault, the linebacker out of Wisconsin, has been getting like this crazy draft like rise. Um, I like Leo Chenault, but I think his, this rise is going to cause him to probably be drafted early day two. Um, and I think he's going to be overrated. I think he's getting heavily overrated. Okay. Number three. Um, I think we're going to see an unprecedented number of edges go in the first round. I think oh. we can see six. I think we can see six edges go in the top 25. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Let's go with the edge rushing class. <laughs> um, obviously, the top two edge rushers in this class are. Uh, Kayvon Thibodeau from Oregon. Uh, Oregon. And then um, Aiden Hutchinson from Michigan. Those are the top two edge rushers. Um, everybody will agree with that. But then the second tier, we have a really good crop of like second tier defensive ends. Um, you have Jermaine Johnson, the edge rusher out of um, Florida, who ironically went to Georgia, and we'll get to Georgia a little bit later on. Uh, but when he's on the field, again, he's going to give you a very steady baseline production. Like, he might not be the most flashiest, like, get you 15 sacks in a season, but he'll get you 10 sacks in a season, and he still has that athletic upside with – crazy long arms and a crazy motor okay uh then and then you have Trayvon Walker from Georgia who he's not getting enough hype because he just didn't get enough pass rushing snaps this year um but when he's pass rushed he's played very well and he's uh a fun prospect because he's 6'5 uh 275 but he can slide anywhere along that defensive line and he did that in Georgia okay 
Um, and then you have the other guy opposite of Aiden Hutchinson and David Ajabo, who, if you watched uh, last week's mock draft video, I can't see him getting past 14 with the Ravens. The fit there is just too good because the Ravens have Michigan's old defensive coordinator. Um, and he played with the Ravens defensive end in high school. Uh, David Ajabo is oozing potential. Uh, he hasn't played football for or he's only played football since uh, his junior year in high school. And when he gets in the right coaching staffs, so you can see what he did this year. He put up 14 sacks. And then sadly, as much as I don't like to talk about George Karloftis, uh, <laughs> forget about George Karloftis. I mean, he, again, like I said, he'll give you, he's a good leader and he'll give you a good baseline. Like, you know what you're going to get with George Karloftis. And I would not be surprised if you see all six of these guys go in the top 25 um, just because they're such good talents. And there's a bit of an edge rushing need just throughout the draft. That's actually pretty fair. I mean, me not knowing <laughs> too much about the draft, I guess I can't really argue with it as much, but um, I am going to move us to my three bold takes just because I think we're going to be able to argue a little bit more with mine. Um, mm -hmm. So with number one, uh, Odell doesn't come back to the Rams. Instead, he's going to fill a Mike Williams-sized hole in Los Angeles for the Chargers. Um, I think, you know, it's going to be a, a short deal, but um, I'm not going to dive into it too much because I think this next yeah. one is where you're going to go. But uh, Chicago is not getting Calvin Ridley. You know who is? The Ooh. Philadelphia Eagles. They Darn are going straight, to get dude. Calvin Ridley. Um, <laughs> and then for the third bold take, um, I think – you know, we're going to stay in the NFC North um, and we're just going to say Detroit is going to take a chance with a risky player. And we're going to keep going with this trivia theme. Do you know who this risky player they're going to take a shot on? Give it to me. Mr. Mike Thomas is going to go to Detroit in a trade and it will be around draft time is my little prediction. But out of those three things, what do you want me to talk about, buddy? All right, so the most intriguing one here that I feel like we could definitely debate about is the Odell Beckham signing. Um, mm -hmm. You had me there at the start um, about him not going to the Rams, but it's the, the Chargers that really intrigues me, um, and I feel like that's definitely the most debatable one, mm -hmm. uh, but I, I, I can't pass up an opportunity to talk about my birds. <laughs> Yeah, no, I mean, here's the thing. As far as my point of view with Calvin Ridley, um, I mean, he doesn't have a terrible contract, I guess. And, um, you know, as far as Philly goes, um, they need a solid option at wide receiver. And Calvin Ridley is just that. Um, as, as far as, you know, what they would be giving up, they have three freaking first round draft picks. <laughs> just toss them one. Like, that's literally all it takes. If you can just do a swap like that. I'm sure nothing else, you know, I, I mean, would it be a little much to give up for Calvin Ridley? I think so. I think um, Chicago will put in an offer for Calvin Ridley, but it won't be as good as Philadelphia's strictly because Philly has more draft capital this year to be able to be offered in a deal for Calvin Ridley. 
Um, you know, if you if you're keeping Jalen Hurts, which I think is the right move, um, you need to give him some help. And if you are able to keep Devonte Smith in a deal, um, you know, or out of the deal, I should say, and still be able to bring in Calvin Ridley, that is a solid one-two punch. And then the only thing that I think I would be nervous about for you guys is that Calvin Ridley only has one year left on his deal. So if you're able to re-sign him after that, uh, the Falcon might become an Eagle and you might be, uh, you know, very happy at the end of it. But I don't know. What's your, what's your thoughts on it? Um, again, I would love to see that happen. Um, cause again, Devonte Smith, uh, he produced well. He put up 900 and uh, 900 and some chains uh, when it comes to yards. Uh, he put up, I think, six touchdowns. So he's performed well for a rookie, but it'd be awesome to get another um, running mate alongside him. Um, mm-hmm. So I'd love to see it. But where I push back, I don't even think it'll cost a first. I, I think you could I do a second. Either. And I, I think it'll be a second and a fifth. Yeah, um, I was definitely thinking second and late round, but you got three first round picks, man. Don't be greedy. <laughs> no, but I mean, if we could, if we don't have to give up a first, I mean, why would you? Oh yeah, no, absolutely. I'm totally on board with that. Um, hey, you know what? I know one team that would like a first if you're willing to just donate. Uh, <laughs> you know, no. Um, but anyway, uh, I'll trade you uh, Hertz and a first for Fields. No. <laughs> no no god no i thought you were going to give me an no. offer about khalil mack and i was going to listen but it's fine um Th- this is an interesting this right quick um caught you off guardier what what would it have to take as a bears fan for you to be willing to give up justin fields for, justin for anybody fields. for for any not just specifically like if the eagles offered all three of their first round picks alongside jalen hurts mm. would you do it I mean, I think you have to, and it's just because it's like a stupid thing not to do. You have three first round picks. That's plenty of draft capital and you get a solid quarterback. Um, you know, I'm, I'm not going to go as far as say that he's top 15 just yet, but he has potential to be. Um, yeah. If you, if you form the right wide receiver core around him. And as far as these three first round picks go, there are plenty of things that you could do with those three first round picks to be able to get that wide receiver class to form around Jalen Hurts. Um, I'm not saying by any means I want Justin Fields gone, but if Philly were to call and be like, hey, so we'll offer you all three first round picks and Jalen Hurts for Justin Fields, I'd be like, yeah, no, absolutely. Just take him. Like, I would definitely support Justin Fields through and through, but oh my God, it hurts me to even say I would take that trade, but it's, it's too good not to take. Um, realistically, um, I mean, he's an untouchable. That's like, and I mean, yeah. uh, for your basketball, you know, cause I know you're a basketball knowledge, you know, base and uh, you can go ahead and listen to that Hooper ha- or Hooper's Haven podcast. If you get a chance. Um, it's available on YouTube right now. Anyway, um, so that's like trying to get Dwayne Wade out of Miami, you know, for example. Um, but I mean, I don't know, man. It's it's tough to say like, yeah, no, go ahead and give away our future. But I mean, when you're getting a young prospect and a lot of picks in the first round in return, it's stupid not to. But moving on to our final spot. Um, I will 
say I'm very, very excited for this because what I did was I reshaped the NFL. I um, kind of did different divisions and everything. Um, I guess it's just a little (laughs) different in some areas. Um, There are some teams that are still playing against division rivals, which is unfortunate for my bears, but um, more unfortunate for the lions. And, you know, what I would think it's the jets. Um, Ben, I think you, you can see my screen, right. As far as just this, this picture. Yes. Okay. So we're going to go ahead and look forward to the divisions. I'm going to go ahead. And um, I also put together a playoff bracket involving these divisions and seeing who would make the playoffs that way we could go and see like with this year's record, I know that it would be different judging by matchups and everything. If it were completely different divisions, but um, judging by just these records, how would things play through if um, these divisions were a thing and how, who would be in the playoffs as well? So starting out with my AFC Northwest division, it is the most spread out division in the whole league, but Kansas city is standing at a 12 and five record. You know what? I'm just going to not say the record just to keep yeah. it simple. Um, Kansas city, Minnesota, Seattle, and Denver make up the AFC Northwest. Um, moving on to the AFC Northeast. Uh, we have Buffalo, new England, and both New York teams in the same division. Man, that's going to be fun to watch. Well, all three New York teams in the same division. Yeah, yeah, I completely forgot that Buffalo was, you know, in New York. Um, <laughs> ignore that. <clears throat> anyway, so, um, you know, AFC Southwest, no. We have another spread out division, but that's okay. Um, we have Dallas, Arizona, New Orleans, and Houston. And I keep in mind, I am going off of like the order in terms of record, if you guys are curious, but you guys can also just figure out the records in terms of, you know, who makes playoffs and stuff when I announce it. But um, the last division in the AFC consists of Tampa Bay, Miami, Carolina, and Jacksonville. So that is, uh, that's the AFC. Moving on to the NFC, I have Green Bay. Oh, man, I hate this division. The NFC Northwest, Green Bay, Cleveland, Chicago, and Detroit. And the reason why I hate this division is because it puts my two teams together, um, you know, fighting each other two times a year, and I'd have to stop rooting for my Cleveland Browns as well. So um, that's a shame, but it would be a very competitive division, in my opinion. Um, So the NFC Northeast division consists of Pittsburgh, Philly, Baltimore and Washington, which I think would be also a fun one to watch uh, just because Baltimore could have done so much better this year if Lamar Jackson was healthy. Um, And, you know, considering Pittsburgh has the best record in the whole division, um, that's just interesting as as is, uh, or as, as it is. The NFC Southwest division, also known as the Cali division, also note Um, I moved the Raiders back to Oakland and I moved the Chargers back to San Diego in this little simulation. Uh, Is that worth noting? I don't know. But the Rams, the 49ers, the Raiders and the Chargers make up this division. I think that would be fun just for the California rivalries. 
I mean, that's the best division in all of football right there. <laughs> um, the <laughs> NFC Southeast division is the one that I think could make up a great division is Tennessee, Cincinnati, Indianapolis, and Atlanta. That would be one heck of a battle to watch for throughout the season as far as the current standings go. Now, moving on to the current standings in terms of playoff seedings and where everybody is. Um, for the AFC, we have the Kansas City Chiefs, the Dallas Cowboys, the Arizona Cardinals, the Buffalo Bills, the New England Patriots, the Miami Dolphins, and the Minnesota Vikings. Um, let's see. And then for the playoff teams for the NFC, it makes up Green Bay, the Rams, Tennessee Titans, 49ers, the Bengals, the Raiders, and the Chargers. So we're going to start on the NFC side of things. And uh, Ben, I'm going to have you do your bracket as you see on the screen. Mm -hmm. um, so we're going to start off with the number five seed going up against the number four seed, the Bengals and the 49ers in a former Super Bowl matchup. This um, this is a really good, this is already tough out of the gates. Oh yeah. Um, I'm going to go with the Bengals. I'm biased just like the Browns are kind of your other team. Uh, the Bengals are kind of in the, this isn't bandwagon. Ryan knew I was rooting for the Bengals all year. <laughs> so I need to not hear anybody in the comments say anything because I was rooting for the Bengals the entire season. If you're listening, um, put Ben's a bandwagon in the reviews. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. Um, for the next matchup, the Titans and the Raiders. Titans. Oh. Yeah. Derek Henry isn't playing. It wouldn't have been playing. I would say give one. him. Give so, yeah, I'm so. Yeah. Yeah. All right. And then the Chargers against the Rams. And then, <laughs> oh, man, that one would be so good. This would be good. Um, but see, because the Chargers' weak spot is their run game, and the Rams' weak spot is their run game. Um, <laughs> so the weak spot in the Chargers' defense is running, and they don't even have to worry about that because the Rams can't run the football. Um, I know they just won the Super Bowl, but uh, the Chargers are going to win that. Wow. All right. So now the Packers and the Bengals in round two. Uh, yeah, the Packers. Unfortunately. Unfortunately. All right. The Titans and Chargers. The Chargers. Wow. Okay. I'm having the Chargers go all the way here, baby. Yeah, Chargers beating the Packers as well? Mm -hmm. uh, yes, right. I do. I, Justin Herbert is just so good. So... After that, so we have the Chargers going to the Super Bowl. Now we're going to move to the, what is this, the NFC? No, the AFC. All right. Give me just a second to pull this up. All right. So now we have the Patriots against the Bills, and we both know how that played out this yeah. season. Uh, is it going to finish with the same result? Yeah, the Bills, yeah. Yeah. I guess I should probably start the tournament before I finished with the result all right um the cardinals against the dolphins i was not very high on the cardinals uh but dolphins are just not no it, the 
Cardinals, please. Okay. The <laughs> Vikings against the Cowboys, what I think would be a pretty good matchup. It would be a good matchup. I would like to see Trey as much as I poo-poo on Trayvon Diggs. It'd be fun to see Trayvon Diggs versus Justin Jefferson. Um, um we're gonna have the Dallas Cowboys win, sadly. Sadly, <laughs> Dallas Cowboys. The Chiefs against the Bills in a rematch. <sighs> Dang. Uh, the Bills. Yeah, give me the Bills. All right. Throw some parody in there. <laughs> the Cardinals against like the Cowboys. This. The Cardinals won earlier in the season, but I do think the Cowboys would end up winning this one. All right. And then the Bills. Cowboys. Nope, and the Bills. Bills. All right. Bills. I'm not having, just... not having, not having the, the Cowboys go to Super Bowl. It's just not ready for that. And then lastly, the Bills versus Chargers. Yeah. That would be a fun game. Two young stud quarterbacks. <laughs> uh, you know what? And I don't think either team has won the Super Bowl either. So this would be a first for either team. We're gonna have the Bills get their uh their their first uh, Super Bowl ring there. You know, I, I can't really argue with too many picks, so um I'll still do a bracket, but it's going to be quick just because I can't see myself arguing too much. Um, I don't see too much making a difference, but starting with the AFC or not the AFC, the NFC start uh, side of things. I think the 49ers actually beat the Bengals here Um, just because the 49ers were on a hot streak towards the end. And I think the Bengals just need to work on their secondary and they can't stop Debo. Um, Assuming that Derrick Henry is healthy, I'm going to pick the Titans over the Raiders. And then between the Chargers and the Rams, I disagree. I think you can't stop Matthew Stafford and Cooper Cup. And so I think the Rams are going to actually beat the Chargers in a close one, though. That one will be fun. Um, I'm going to have the 49ers still beat the Packers just because I think it's hilarious. And I think Robbie Gold's going to kick another game-winning field goal just for the fun of it. Um <laughs> <laughs> the Titans and the Rams, I will say, um, ah, give me the Rams. Yeah, the Titans defense just go. isn't, Titans defense just isn't, isn't there yet. Um, and then between the 49ers and the Rams, I'm going to say the Rams just because, I mean, yeah. it's just a more complete team. Um, now circling back to the AFC side of things. Um, we have the Patriots and Bills. Like I said before, we all know how that one plays out. So give me the Bills. <laughs> Don't make the same mistake again. No. Um, the Cardinals and Dolphins. Now, here's hear me out. Um, the Dolphins had a ton of momentum ending the season and everything. I think because that that's really cool. they were playing trash cool. teams. They were. So Cardinals. Uh, okay, and that's not I because scared. I was going to try and make you angry there and just be like, oh, yeah, Dolphins, Dolphins, ball, but not Cardinals are actually going. Um, Vikings <laughs> are going to upset the Cowboys round one. Wow. Um, it's going to be okay. crazy, but, um, you know, it's going to be almost like a Minneapolis miracle. Kirk Cousins flew under the radar last season, um, and I think that he's just amazing as a quarterback. So, uh, you know, or not necessarily amazing as a quarterback, but amazing this past season 
as a quarterback, not the guy for the Vikings, but more so um, just a guy that can get the job done. And he gets the job done in round one against the Cowboys. Um, The Chiefs and Bills, give me the Bills and a shocker. Um, In this scenario, Josh Allen wins the coin toss. Um, (laughs) And then so for the Cardinals and Vikings, Cardinals are too much to handle. Vikings can't protect Kirk Cousins, and uh, they stop the run and everything. So between the Cardinals and Bills, um, if I'm going to assume that Derrick Henry's healthy, I'm going to say that DeAndre Hopkins is healthy. So I'm going to say the Cardinals. Oh, that's are, way different. Uh, that's, uh, I'm saying boom. the Cardinals are going there. Okay, Cardinals are making it to the Super Bowl, and they are going to play – the winner of uh okay yeah they're gonna play the rams so um which is really ironic because in real life they are in the same division yeah so um honestly give me the cardinals oh that's bad give me the cardinals right now end of story (laughs) i know you hate that pick it's totally okay (laughs) um all right guys so we we're out of time for this one ben's getting a little tired we still got the mock draft to do so um ladies and gentlemen you guys can go and listen to that mock drafts for some uh some more content but as for the normal weekly episode um we just want to say thank you for listening all the way through we hope you enjoyed this week's episode of the pigskin project we have a lot scheduled for next week's go- show, yes, actually. Yes, we do. I am so excited for that. Um, the biggest hint that I can drop as far as next week's is... <laughs> That's it. That's all. That's my dog noise. Um, we... <laughs> so, um, so, yeah, more off-season stuff. It's going to be awesome. Um, I think we're in store for some bold takes and uh, by mm-hmm. uh, the special guest. And I think it's going to be pretty solid. I think this show I'm looking forward to. Um, Make sure you're subscribed or following us on all of your platforms. Um, We'd like to give a big thank you to anchor.fm for helping us promote our podcast. podcast. Please leave a review down below as it helps us more than you know. That's it for this week. So thanks again for tuning in to the Pigskin Project. And see you guys next week where we potentially go to the draft combine. So take it easy. Potentially. Oh, we're going. We're going.